Welcome to episode six of From Busy to Rich podcast with Wes Young. Gathering information from clients is important, but what information and how do you gather in a way that's beneficial to you as an advisor? In this episode, you'll learn how to find common ground with the client and how that creates more opportunities for gathering the most important information from those clients. Here's today's conversation. Well, we're back with Wes and Cody. Wes, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Andy. How are you? I'm quite well, Cody. I hope you are doing well. I, as a reminder for folks, Cody and, and Wes and I are in, on different locations, but uh, you know we are uh, we're all together in spirit, right? So, Cody, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Andy. Thanks for having awesome. me again. Awesome, yeah, great to have you. And we're going to dive uh, deeper into understanding. Really, we, we've moved from uh, you know convincing, <laughs> communicating. Uh, earning the trust of someone to say, "Hey, I, I have, I, I can help you with some things. Uh, I don't know what they all are, but uh, you've you've given someone an idea of uh, a value to them. They go, oh, that's interesting, uh, and oh yeah, I see that I can trust you enough to actually take some time out of my calendar uh, to to meet with you. So, Wes, we're going to talk about what we call a strategy meeting, right? The, the first sort of introductory meeting." Yeah, uh, let me let me throw you a little bit of a, a curveball because this isn't in the notes. But where do people? What do people usually do wrong as they approach this meeting? Like, just give me the big like they think that the most important thing is this, this, and this. Give me yeah. give me an example of of. And frankly, a lot of people are trained to do it that way. But right, t- tell me the wrong way to do this first meeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're the biggest idea I would say is, and we've we've spoken about this in the past before. But it's the people you're trying to lead have got to feel the weight of the problem you solve or the opportunity you help seize before they care about your processes and your systems and your product. Andy, our industry is really big about product to solving it. So many times people come into a meeting like this and they're so jazzed about their process. They're so jazzed about the product they have to offer that they're coming in basically with an answer to a question no one's asking. (laughs) So I think that is the general premise of where people totally solely miss out on what could be. Let me... Perhaps your analogy might it might be appropriate. It, it would be like me going to a car dealership and them talking about sort of the, the power of the engine, and um, you know, uh, you know the the acceleration zero to sixty yada yada. When in fact, I'm like, or and they talk about how long they've been in business and the complexity of their parts, uh, you know, and the story of their founder. You know, versus like going, hey, this thing's going to help keep your kids safe. It's really comfortable to drive and it's really quiet and it has a sweet stereo for you to listen to your podcast because I know you're, you know, that's right. You know, like that would get me to buy the vehicle versus like German engineering. Like I don't really care about, German, you know what I mean? It, it's it's focusing on the wrong things. Yes. And, and in fact, and I think you bring this point, this is a great point is don't answer questions people haven't asked. Right. Like yes. figure out what is important to them before you start saying, oh, no, this is important to you because <laughs> yeah. they're going to be like, wah, wah. <laughs> right. It's a, and here's the here's the burden for everybody listening. Here's what's at stake. It's sitting down with someone for your first date and you screwed up in the first five minutes. Yes. Right. Right. You do not get a second chance for the first impression. It, it It's a cliche because it's true. <laughs> right. So, Wes, tell us and, and start walking us through this. One of the things you say is. Uh, and again, the big pictures we're talking about advisors who want to offer planning. 
offering planning versus offering a plan. Does that tie into what you were talking about a little bit when it says like, yes. don't fall in love with your process, fall in love with, uh, what, what do you mean by that? Offering yeah, planning so, versus so I offering think plan. There is another great uh, Chip Heath quote. He's written a lot of great books out there, but this, this quote says a plan only has value in that it's proof the planning process has taken place. The planning process forces people to think through the right issues. So I think our industry, uh, as a, and by and large, when we talk about the industry, um, they, any, any, when they do talk about plan, it, plan is like noun instead of verb planning. Whereas mm-hmm. what we want to do, we, we want to create a, 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 a planning scenario that helps empower people to increase their profitability and their quality of life. And right. it's not about this 67 page or 300 page document that gets produced that maybe captures what you've been do- doing or done. It's about, hey, in light of the story you're in about money, your location and where you're trying to end up, what are the critical areas of conversation that need to happen in order for you to actually actively make progress? Because the thinking, the iterations are where the power lives when you are an elite advisor and you're doing planning um, for, for your charging for your advice. You know, that's a, a critical thing where we believe we are the product. It, it is you are a curator of really useful ideas. And so that's very different than someone says, look at this giant document I'm going to put together for you. Um, so I, I just we consistently go back to that is everybody has this emphasis and it's how it's taught, it's how it's compliance. I would say if that's a word, it's like you sure. have to end up producing something that goes in the file. So if you're audited, they can say, here's all the stuff we looked over and went over and we did. That's great. But in my opinion, that's a byproduct of having done planning. A plan mm. is simply proof of it. That's it. Right. Right. So I, I think that <clears throat> it's understandable, I think, that some advisors want to talk about the thing they spent so much time on and are so proud of. But the reality is, from a consumer standpoint, and I, I mean this with the utmost respect because it, it, is, it, is, it is difficult. It does take years to get better at. Uh, it does matter. But from a con- consumer perspective, they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not and not now like, oh, who cares? But it's sort of like that's not their main concern. Like, right. yes, I want my car to have good engineering. And yes, I want them to have a, a long track record of being in business. Right. But I don't really care a- about certain things. So just because they're important to you, the provider doesn't mean they need to be important to me as the consumer. Right. Right. And right. it really is about what are the consumers need. So you're saying consumers are more interested in the outcome than they are in, uh, hey, uh, well, this document only has 67 pages. I was expecting 250, you know, yeah. like yeah. you don't judge books by their length. That's right. Right. I like it was a, a good client. book, but it wasn't long enough. Yeah. I've <laughs> never had a client, Andy, come to me and say, you know, um, Wes, I just really wish we had another couple hundred pages in the document that you give to me at the end of every year. Um, They they take care more about the experience of what planning is and and, and the outcomes that it produces, not necessarily this book, which is where all the textbooks and a lot of the the compliance offices and things they teach to, you're going to create this great big, big document. And that's simply not what planning is. Right. So, so talk about what is, um, what is the goal then of the meeting? What what are you what is the and again the goal has to be consumer focused, but also has to serve you well as an advisor. So what's yeah. the goal? Yeah. So if you think about it, Andy, from from where we've been coming from, you start everybody starts uh, with social or relational influence uh, before they ever get into your business 
process where you can have financial influence with them. So they've gotten in the door somehow, hopefully favorably. Hopefully they they watch, they listen to our podcast uh, before on answering the question, what do you do? And they've dove into the module where we go super, super deep into it because you want to be an attractive interruption to get them to this conversation, to get them to this particular strategy session, which we call the location phase internally. Okay. It's, it's always a strategy session. Internally, this is location phase. And, and the goal of this meeting You've got to remember, it, it, all of our clients that we want to work with, they are doing fine without you. They are, In fact, they're probably more successful than most people. Their financial situations are pretty good. So, yeah. so you want to be an attractive interruption to their normal um, because you do interrupt. You're not a part of their normal life. And right. so you interrupt. You, you are an interruption to them running faster in the way they've always done things. So this meeting, it's really a couple of two things. One is be an attractive interruption. Two is everybody's in a story about money. And, and Andy, have you, I've got a question for you. Have you ever been physically lost? Like in a mall, yeah, I, an airport? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, here's what's funny. Even in 2022, I can have ways open and still feel lost. And, and by that, don't laugh at me. Yeah, this happened yesterday. Okay. There was, a, there was a big accident on the main highway. Even Cody's laughing at me. Listen, guys, you can be on a road and still not know what road you're on because you're just sort of like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm yep. just going to follow it. But yes, I have been lost. You can still get lost in 2022. Uh, yes, I know the feeling of being lost. Yeah. And and so when you're lost in, in like a public place, uh, we'll just use an airport as an example, something yeah. like that. You, you, you do something instinctively is you go around looking for a directory because mm-hmm. on the directory, there's that little red dot. You know what it says? You ever know what that red I'm dot here. says? You are here. You are here. Yeah. Three precious words to a lost person, right? Because instinctively, you know something, you know, you can't get where you want to go until you understand where you are relative to where you're trying to go. And and financially, it's no different. Financially, you can't get where you want to go in their story about money until you first and regularly understand where you are relative to where you're trying to go. So this location phase is is all about that. It's, It's I want to discover the story they're in about money, which means they've got a starting point and they've got a future that they're trying to move towards. And I don't want to wrap that in language for them. And, and I want to help them understand that knowing those things and then engaging in dialogue is going to be so useful to them, increasing their profitability and quality of life. They will absolutely want to give energy to it. I don't think this is in our notes. So a little, little curveball here. And Cody, you can take this too, if you'd like. But when you want to establish where they are, right, this is, um, I think about Shark Tank. A lot of business owners on here love that show, as, as I do, and I hope you guys do, uh, is that you know people say, this is our vision, and this is our product. It's kind of where we go. But then the great question is, okay, great. What are your sales? Which I think is the, where are you? Yes. Right? I love you. You're so, this is a $7 billion industry. Cats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, great. Where are you? Uh, yeah. We haven't sold anything yet. Okay. So my question for you on a practical level is, what are you really trying to establish when you say, where are you? When, when you talk with a client, how, what questions do you use to help them figure out where are you really? Is it, is it, because it can't just be how much money do you make? It's also got to be how much debt do you have? How much money are you spending every month? Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's such important in this meeting is really, if, and for some people, even if they've been wildly successful for them in the first time, really understanding. Yeah, where where am I? So both from a balance sheet perspective, from an income perspective, uh, from a from a like 
just general family and business? How am I going about navigating the, mm-hmm. the financial concerns of life? Really getting them grounded there. And, and so we've got, and we're going to be going over this in detail this week, but, but, in, and also next week about specifically, how do you, how do you get well grounded in the story that this person is in when it comes to their financial navigation? You know, say it all the time. Financial health is like physical health. It's not a place you arrive at. It is a condition you continually pursue. So where do you find yourself and where would you like to be from a conditioning standpoint? Do people, Cody, have a difficult time accurately answering that question? Or do they give an answer and you're like, okay, but that's not. Because maybe they say, I make this much money. Okay, but like if you if you make 400k but you're spending 480 right i mean when you ask people where are you how good are they at really understanding where they are yeah just i mean in my experience you know the the most people are are kind of lost um they they do know what they're making today or what they're earning but in relation to the whole picture sometimes they don't think about you know everything they're spending and they might not know what it's going to take to get to that you know that where they want to go where they want to end up um, so maybe, so are you saying that when you ask them, where are you, um, they go, well, I'm here. And you're like, well, like, okay. And maybe they just don't understand. I mean, what percentage of the time, Cody, do you feel like people think they're doing better than they are? Like they sort of overestimate, like, I'm doing really good. And how much of the time? And they're like, oh, I'm doing bad. You're like, no, no, you're actually doing better than you thought. What's what's the split there? I would say more of the... Uh... It's tough. I mean, you know, probably maybe sixty forty, uh, but sixty people think they're doing worse than they than they okay. actually are. Um, Co- Wes, what's been your experience with clients sort of assessing where they are? Because some people can feel like they're doing really well, and you're yeah. like, yeah, but you're burning through the fuel pretty fast, your yeah. chief. Ironically, the kind of clients that that we work with, they they actually are doing better than they think they are. Uh, when, when we can put the context of, of their story that, and we'll go through the big parts of this here in a second, uh, yeah. that they're in about money, when we can help build that and help them see it, they actually begin the process of going, oh, the things are actually pretty good and they can be better. They can certainly be better. Now, you always get some of those that are a bit disillusioned that, um, and, and everybody has them, the clients that are like, you know, I'm going to retire in two years. So I'm like, so you're going to live off $5,000 a year because if you, if you, that, that can happen, right? We do buff up right. against people. It's not that extreme, but, um, but, but certainly here's the deal. There, there is nothing better than just, than just awareness. And that's what this meeting is really about. You know, if you've ever tried right. to lose weight, what do you do? You download one of those apps that you track your calories and your weight every day. Awareness automatically makes you make different decisions. Then if you're not aware you tend to uh, kind of make decisions, you know, impetuously or, or in, a, in a way that's really not not grounded in where you are and where you're trying to end up. It's unintentional mm-hmm. living. It's by, mm-hmm. by default instead of by design. So the goal mm-hmm. of this is well, the more we can connect them with the story they're about in about money and be an attractive interruption to their normal, the more they're going to be aware and the more they're going to make better decisions and live with fewer regrets. And that's really the, the objective of what we're trying to accomplish in the location phase. Right. And I want to encourage folks, again, think about the mall map. You get lost in the mall. I think that's the most common sort of directory, right? Or an airport. But a lot of times it's the mall because you just go, okay, where am I? I'm right here. Okay. Where do I want to go? Like it, it, it's really important that you have an accurate picture of where you are relative to where you want to go. And 
you know, you may not love where you are. Uh, your client may not love where they are, but it is a gift to help them establish this is where you are. And, and it's like, oh, actually, you're, you're closer than you thought. And even if it's, hey, you're, you're, you're actually further than you thought, like you think you're doing pretty good and actually like oh, we're, you're not on pace for this. That's still a that's still a good thing. It's like yep. going to the doctor. If you go to the doctor and they say, man, I like you're like, I know I should work out more. And I know that. And you're like, actually, you know what? Like you're pretty healthy. Blood pressure is good. And, you know, blood tests are good. And you're like, oh, so that's good. Thanks, doc. Eat but also cookie. the doc. <laughs> All right. Have a cookie, man. Relax. Right. But you could also go and they could say, hey, I know you think you're doing really good, but like you got a blood pressure issue. You're probably going to go, well, thanks, doc. Like you just want to know where you are. That's right. 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 And so it's, it is a gift to tell someone where they really are good or bad. Right. Yep. So what are the big parts um, of the The meeting we have to have? The big parts. uh, One is we always say, this is just like a universal have the meeting before you have the meeting. And and I'll just briefly touch on that. And then I'll dive into the, the like structure of the meeting. Have the meeting have meeting is, is really about honor and forethought. Um, Don't take someone's time without really, having thought through uh, where this can go in, in a meaningful and helpful way. Uh, so we literally think through the, the meetings that we have for the next couple of weeks, and we want to make sure we're as prepared as we possibly can be to have a great conversation that is meaningful and valuable and relevant. And, and so many times I find really good advisors and, and they are good. They're better. They can be better than most. If they would spend a little bit of time, just intentionally preparing and thinking through all the things that may be meaningful in this in this upcoming dialogue, they would separate from from their own performance massively, and we just observe that in a lot of clients. Or I mean, a lot of a lot of advisors. Well, but so, what's the alternative? Why wouldn't you prepare? I mean, what what are people doing or not? Doing? I think. I mean, I think our industry trains us have as many meetings as you possibly can, and the focus is on have the meetings, have the meetings. And I'm not against having a lot of meetings, but oftentimes the reason they have to have so many meetings in order to get results necessary to keep them in business is because they're not very well prepared for those meetings. They just are going one next from one to the other, to the other. And they're literally just flying off the seat of their pants. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we see in advisors that radically alters the results they get when they just take a little bit of intentional time to say, let's think about the things that may be meaningful in this meeting and, and, and and go through the big parts. And I think the big parts, uh, we label them this way, and, and, and we just borrowed a lot of this from a bunch of great books and communicators. But good conversations generally contain the same components. And in, in our life, if we're having this meeting, and you'll see on all our other meetings, there's a welcome, there's common ground, there's healthy tension, and there's next steps. So welcome, common ground, healthy tension, and next steps. And, and, and you know, just high level, I know we're going to break down two of these today, um, but, but welcome, it, it, it's simply designed to make them feel welcome, designed to diffuse any unhealthy tension. And, and I'll, I will go into deeper uh, discussion on that in a second. Common ground, you can't move people in a common direction until you first get them on common ground. We, we liken this to being on a bus ride. You know, if you're the bus driver and you got people at the bus stop, you got to stop the bus, allow people to get on board, right. and then gradually bring the bus back up to speed instead of flying by at 50 miles an hour trying to jerk them on the bus. So we'll, we'll go deeper into that because that's, that's maybe. I mean, they're all important, Andy, but but it's a part that I see gets skipped a lot, that common ground section that, again, advisors radically change their results and their ability to help people the more they become excellent at that piece. Uh, and I know we'll, we'll tear that up in a second. Last two, and we're going to talk about these next week, is healthy tension and next steps. Healthy tension 
is I understand I have gaps between where I am and where I'd ultimately like to end up. I'd like to close those gaps. And I think that this relationship may be a positive possibility for helping me do that. So awareness gaps, that's what you're doing in healthy tension. And then the last one is next steps. It's just saying, hey, in light of all the stuff we talked about, here's what it would look like if we want to continue these conversations. Here's what it would look like for us to move forward to the next steps and and and, and actually get something on the calendar. Well, but why you, you said something interesting to clarify for me. That's are you identifying the tension to say, hey, we got to fix the tension? Why are you creating healthy? Like, why are you creating tension? You call it healthy tension. Most people are like, right. I don't like tension. <laughs> right. So if me, you're me, no likey tension, you're like, get yeah. me away. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, so there is healthy creating- tension. One is, is that if, if uh, you know, I'm using tension right now between my thumb and my fingers to, to hold this too much tension and it breaks and that's not good. Right. Gotcha. It's going to cut my hand too little tension. Yeah. I drop it. Healthy tension is figuring out, Hey, in light of where you are and in light of where you're trying to end up, what what are the gaps? What are the things that we can do in order to increase your profitability, your quality of life, your ability to navigate further faster between those two things? Um, unhealthy tension, and there is unhealthy tension, is one of those things that prevents you from taking any action. So there's like a balance between okay. the two that we want to try and obtain in this particular meeting. Okay. Okay. So so what's the next? What We created yeah. some healthy tension. What do we need to do? Next. Yeah. So, so the next steps, which we'll talk about in detail in the next podcast is ne- next steps is all about what activity are we engaging in next? What am I going to do? When are we putting it on the calendar to have another conversation to actually see if this is a relationship worth continuing to pursue together? Um, I think today it would be good because there's a lot in it is to spend the remainder of our time talking about the first two, talking about the welcome and common ground. Okay. So, so um, again, let's just, Again, because we want to contrast something. What's a bad welcome? Uh, you know, yeah. What, what what is a poorly executed welcome? So, so if the goal of the welcome is designed to diffuse any unhealthy tension, because if we come into a meeting like like this, Andy, even if the person likes you, if they're well referred in, which most of ours are these days because of how we set it up, there is an element of people don't like not knowing what to expect, and they don't like not knowing how long something's going to take. So. That's an easy tension for me to get out of the way right up front. And and the way we do that is with an agenda and a timeline. So I just give you a high level version of what to expect. I'd say, so my welcome is going to sound like this, Andy, so glad we got to connect. Uh, I've allocated about 45 minutes for today's conversation. Are you good on time? And you're like, yep. So now you know what you're not going to do, Andy. You're not going to go back and look at your watch 50 times to wonder how long is this going to take? How long is this going to take? I've answered it. I've removed the unexpected there. Second is... I say in a meeting like this, typically what I do is give you a high level version of the kind of clients we work with and the and, and how we go about moving with them. And then I want to learn more about your story. I want to learn about what you've got going on to see what areas of common interest we may have to continue moving forward. To which everybody's going to go, okay, I kind of understand then what to expect. So super easy, uh, but but it's so necessary to get those two out of the way. What, are, what should you expect and how long is this going to take? And that's, that's what we do. That's, a, that's an agenda and a timeline, verbal. Okay. And the opposite of that, the poor example, Cody, let me ask you, um, what, would a, what, would a, uh, what would a bad example of this be? Of, 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 is it just the omission of? Is it skipping past it? Is it, is it not finding common ground? What, what, not sharing a timeline? What, what is it? I mean, I think it could be all of those things. Just, I mean, mainly just 
you know, kind of not being organized, bouncing around, um, not, and they're just the mystery still in their head. Like, you know, how long is this going to take? What, what are we doing here today? Um, so not having, not handling those things up front. Yeah. The the idea of, I love what you said, not knowing what we're going to do today is you would never, if I said, Hey, Hey Wes, I'm going to run in this race here in Nashville. I know you come to Nashville sometimes to hang out with us for, you know, elite advisor network. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about running this race. Do you want to run a race with me? What would be a natural question you might ask me? Well, how long is the race? There you go. What time does right? it start? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Like, and it's a very different between, oh, it's a trail run and it's two miles and it's just yeah. super fun, but it's a trail run and you're like, okay, you know, but if I go, oh, I mean, it's a full on marathon and you're like, you know, that's a hard pass. Yeah, right. I'm good. You know? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I'll, I'll cheer, cheer for you, you on. The, yeah. Right. At the beginning and I'll get Starbucks on the way to meet you at the end. Right. And the point is that, that people have that question of like, people are willing to go on a journey with you dependent upon how long's the journey, right? What's, what is the finish line? And I, I don't want advisors to discount the idea that people feel really, uh, they let their guard down. They feel cared for. They feel respected, whether it's the housewife or the multi-billion dollar business owner, they feel respected when you say, this is going to take this long because everybody's time has value. That's right. Right. Everybody's time. So when you say that, and then also creating the finish line, here's what, here's what I'd like for us to be able to achieve today. If we do that, that would be a great meeting. Does that feel comfortable for you? They go, yeah. Then they know, oh, yeah. once we've reached that, we're good. Because right. people hate, hate sitting in a meeting when they don't know how long it's going to take and they don't know really, like, what do we have to accomplish? Because we're just Absolutely. sort of talking here, right? Absolutely. And, and and when nobody's – we were on a meeting yesterday with a very well-intentioned person, but they meandered on for about 20 minutes, and I'm still not clear what we're doing here. And so it's uh, it's it's so critical to say, hey, guys – Here's the way we've said. Now, if you have other things you want to interrupt uh, the normal flow of things, I'm fine with that. But here's how long it's going to take. And, and here's generally what we talk about in a meeting like this today uh, so we can get clear and see if there's worth us continuing a conversation moving forward. That's what the welcome does. Diffuse unhealthy tension. Get it out of the way. Yeah, diffuse unhealthy tension. I think the, the problem, Wes, though, is that people don't see the tension. They don't put themselves in the client seat to go, sure. how are they feeling? Because you got your plan, right? You know what you want to do, right? And you're yeah. not thinking, these people are coming in with doubts, with mm-hmm. concerns, with hesitations. And if you don't address them, they're not going away. That's right. Right? They're just going to sit there. And then you're going to have these obstacles that you left in the way, right? Instead of addressing, hey, here's an obstacle. Yeah. Right? What do they call it? The elephant in the room, right? Like, what are we going to, what do you really want here? Right? And especially since most of these people have probably met with an advisor before and had a bad meeting. Sure. Right. Or we're just wasted their time. Right. 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 What else do folks need to know before we go on to the next part of this, the next episode? I I think uh, that this next part that we're going to talk about, as I said, it is the most overlooked and and it is it is just ripe for advisor progress. It is is the the common ground. Perry, I think it's huge. The common ground. Mm hmm. And, and when you think about it, as I said earlier, to move people in a, in a common direction, you have to first start by getting in on common ground. So, so here's, here's the way we do that. Let me demonstrate it for you, Andy. And then I'm going to go back and I want to just drill into the nuance of why we say what we say, where we say it. Um, so if we were having a meeting, again, I'd, I'd give you the welcome. Hey, Andy, it's going to take about 45 minutes of time. You good on time. And usually what we do in a meeting like this is we, we, uh, 
uh, really understand, I give you an understanding of the kind of clients we work with and, and, and the, how we go about working with them. And then I just want to learn more about your story to, to see if there's areas of common interest and, and we can go from there. And then common ground happens. And then we call it the, what do you do discussion? Kind of a playoff mm-hmm. of the, what do you do answer? But it, it sounds like this. It's Andy, we work primarily with people that own businesses. That is the majority of our client base. Um, some kind of highly compensated corporate executives as well. But when we start working with them, over half, I'd say 60, 70%, they've already done some really good planning. And they've actually got some great advisors that are part of their team. Uh, the other probably minority, but still a large group of people, they've been super successful. They just haven't done much at all in the areas we tend to uh, focus in on. The one thing that all of them have in common is all of them have far more things they're trying to get accomplished than they have time to get to everything. Mm-hmm. And their effort to get to as much as they possibly can, there's always stuff that's left undone. I don't care how much or little plenty they've done. There's always stuff left undone. Sometimes it's stuff they're aware of. It's been on their list. They've been pushing down the road for a while. But quite often, and in, in this is like the part that's most fun for us, it's stuff they're not aware of. That if they mm. were, they'd absolutely want to pursue it because it would increase their profitability and their quality of life. And that's where we come in. Our job and, and what I was hoping to do with you today is just ask you a lot of questions about where you are from a financial standpoint and about the future that you're moving towards and trying to create. Once I understand that, we can have some great dialogue around the areas of planning we specialize in that may be most useful to what it is you're trying to accomplish and go from there. And, and, and so that piece right there, Andy, is like I, so mission critical because think about what we just did there. And I just I want to back up and I want to peel away some of these, these layers of why I said what I said. So the first thing we said is we work primarily with people that own businesses and some highly compensated corporate executives. Why would I say that? I would say that because as, as Seth Godin says all the time, people like us do things like this. So if I'm saying we work with and you are that, if you're a person that owns a business, I go, oh, people like me work with people like Wes. And, and then I'm going to say, and when we meet them, about half or more have already done a bunch of cool stuff, a bunch of great planning already. They have great advisors that are a part of their team. Right. Why would, why would I say that? Because that's true. Most of our, our clients that we end up working with already have some professionals that are really good on their team. They've done some good stuff. But I say that because I don't want them to put me in the same box. Uh, they, so they go, well, people like me still work with people like Wes because I've done great planning. I've got good advisors. Well, maybe Wes is a different kind of advisor than if that's the case. And, and then, and of course, you also, you also got to hit the other side because there are plenty of people out there who are like, I know I'm a mess and I haven't done much, but they've been successful. So you say, hey, right. the other portion, they've been successful. They just haven't done much at all in the areas we tend to focus in on. Right. And then you hit that point of common ground because this is universally true amongst most people who are trying to make stuff happen in life. Yeah, I say all of them. All of them have far more things they're trying to get accomplished than they have time to get it all done. And in their effort to get to, and that's my point of common ground, they're not in the head at this point because it's universal with people. We know it. All of us on the call have the same issue. And I say in their effort to get to as much as they possibly can, there is always stuff that's left undone. Right. And sometimes it's stuff they're aware of. And usually they they don't have a will or something, you know, something in there. They're like, ah, we got to refresh that, whatever it might be. But quite often, and intelligent people get this, you know, is quite often, and this is the part that's most exciting for us, it's stuff they're not aware of. But if they were, if it was brought to their attention, they would absolutely want to pursue it because it would increase their profitability and their quality of life. And so here, here's what I want you to think about there. Who doesn't want to increase their profitability and their quality of life? And, mm-hmm. and as a smart thinking person, I kind of understand, yeah, I run out of time before I run out of, I can get to everything. But if this is enabling me to see and seize things 
that will help me increase my profitability and quality of life, I'm going to lean in. I'd mm-hmm. like to, I'd like to experience more of this. And, and then, then that's where you tell them what's next. You say, well, that's really where we come in. And what I was hoping to do with you today is ask you a ton of questions about where you are from a financial standpoint and about the future that you want to move towards and you're trying to create. Once I understand that, we can have great dialogue around the areas of planning we specialize in that may be most useful to what it is you're trying to accomplish and go from there. And there's a couple of things here, Andy, that I think are so critical to, to outline. Um, one is, is what, what are you doing there? There are hundreds of thousands of financial combinations of financial strategies out there. So I can either come into this meeting and start spouting off a bunch of strategies, hoping one's interesting to you, or I can say, hey, look, we, what I was hoping to do with you today is learn more about your story. Where are you relative to what's important to you? And, and because then we can have a really cool dialogue around all the areas that may be most valuable to what you're trying to accomplish. So you get one of two responses here. Most of the time, because of how we set up our meetings, people right. are leaned in and they, and they're like, yeah, Wes, no, ask me anything you want. Let, let to ask me the questions and we'll get into those questions next week. The other side is if this meeting is not well set up. Okay. In my, in my world, this is like if I'm doing sometimes joint work with uh, like other advisors who, who they've got the meeting, but the person really probably leading up to the meeting is like, I don't want to go to this meeting. You know, mm. why, why, why is this on my, I got more stuff to do. So right. those people are not ready to open up the kimono yet and say, yeah, let's all have more conversation. Now, sometimes they will because of how I've set it up. They're like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. Other times you have to give them an example. And, and so you have to say it like, if they're like, well, but what, like, what? And usually it's questions like, well, like, give me some examples. What are the work you do? Or if I just know I need to, I go, Hey, I know kind of with you today, you're just trying to see, do you even want to keep having a conversation with us? And are we competent? Um, let me just give you some examples. And then I might launch into like, Hey, last week we had a meeting with a client uh, or a prospective client. And we figured out that they have this family business. And I asked him, do you pay your kids? Right. And, and an example of that, again, you want it to be applicable to them. Yep. You know, you have to, they have to, they have to see themselves in the example. That's right. Right. And you can't be like, so I knew this person who had a billion dollar company and they're like, yeah. good for yeah. you. I don't have a billion dollar company. What does this have to do with me? So again, you're trying to create common ground That's in right. your examples because I, I understand and I agree. Not everybody is going to be super excited about talking about things. Yeah. So you have to sort of dangle like, Hey, this person shared this information with me, then yep. I shared them, then I shared this information and it was good. And they're like, oh, Absolutely. okay, well, then then I want to share more information with you. Yeah. <laughs> right? And have, have a bag of those examples. Because again, what you're, what you're, to increase their profitability and quality of life, you really do need to know more information. But sometimes to get them through that hump, again, this is, this is for us, it's the exception, not the rule. But I recognize people are in all different phases of their practice. So you may have to give them some examples that get them to go, that's fascinating. So like we talked about in past podcasts, paying your kids or renting your home for your business, rent your home for 14 days or less. There's all these things. So I can go through a quick example that then, and we go through this in detail in, in, uh, in, in the courses that we have online, but it's going to cause them to go. So with those two ideas, that would save you about $50,000. And that's what happened in theirs. So it's stuff like that. And usually by that point, they're going, okay, well, yeah, go ahead and ask me the questions. You know, go ahead and, right, and let me right. But that welcome right. is so critical because what do you do? You're just being super clear. You're saying, hey, here, here's who we work with. Here's what they usually are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. They all run out of time before they run out of all the ideas they're trying to get to. There's things that are undone. They know it. Sometimes there's stuff they know about quite often. And what's fun for us, stuff they're not aware of, that if they were, it would absolutely increase their profitability and quality yeah. of life. They want to pursue it. So what I was hoping to do with you today, 
because that's this is where we start. Ask you a bunch of questions about where you are from a financial standpoint. Pretty specific, right? So they know I'm not going to like I'm asking, I'm going to ask you very personal conversation questions. Right, right, right. And about the future that you're trying to create, because once I have an understanding of that and can wrap it in language, we can have wonderful dialogue around the areas that are going to be most relevant of planning that we happen to specialize in. Right, because if you say. You know, if you if you don't have an idea of what future they want to have, then you can't be part of the journey to that. So if you don't have an understanding and what you're saying is to those who are listening, you have to as early and quickly as you can figure out do if because if their destination is, for example, I want to retire as early as possible, then that's a different conversation and path than, you know what? I love my work. I don't envision stop working anytime soon, Um, but you know, I only want to work four days a week. Okay, cool. Like that changes things, right? Or I really want to exit my business. I really want to sell it as soon as I can, right? And, and move to Puerto Rico. Okay. Like, again, I use those wild examples because that will affect your path and your journey along with them. But until you know those things, I think where clients get discouraged is when they feel like you're just gathering all this information and I don't know what you're going to do with it. Why? I don't, Why should I tell you these things? That's really exactly. what you're building on that whole entry point, that welcome, getting them excited to lean in and continue the process. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about the, 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 the rest of the process in our next episode. But again, I just want to remind everyone, um, have a purpose behind all of your questions, behind the meeting. Uh, and and don't, be, don't, don't keep that a secret. You know, share the journey with them so they feel like, oh, we're we're in this together. We have a, a, a shared uh, hope and expectation of of this. And if you get to that destination in thirty minutes, then go great. I have everything I need. You know, we got it done quick. Yeah. Uh, but but people want to. People don't like mystery. <laughs> they want to know why am I sharing all this information with you? And so uh, follow that path, and we'll talk more about it in the next episode. Well, in our next episode, we'll discuss why creating a healthy tension is vital to moving clients to a place where they're ready to take action and work with you, the advisor. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll be back soon for part two. 